We come to this place for magic. We come to pop overview, to laugh, to cry, to drink. Because we need that, all of us. That indescribable feeling we get when we hit the play button and go somewhere we've never been before. Sound that I can feel. Somehow, heartbreak feels good in a place like this. Not just entertained, but somehow reborn. Together. Pop Poor Review. We make movie podcasts better. Welcome back, everybody. Have you popped open a beer or poured yourself a glass of wine yet? Because you're listening to Pop Poor Review with Jimmy Chico. Hi. Kelly Gong. Hi. And myself, Matt Chico. We are the movie podcast where we journey through the Iron Duty Top 250 list. And today we are doing something a little different. Uh, since it, we are in the new year, uh, we want to look back on 2023 and give our picks for what movie we thought should have joined the IMDb Top 250 list. And before we do this, let me just give a little uh, what entered the list so we don't take any of those. Uh, Spider-Man Across Spider-Verse entered the list. Oppenheimer, Godzilla Minus One, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, but it fell off the list. John Wick Chapter 4, but it fell off the list. And since December, um, a movie called Twelfth Fail entered the list. And Poor Things That was my pick. And Poor Wait, Things. Poor Things and... entered the list? It did. Was that your pick? Oh. No, but oh, okay. I, it was it was like right there. It literally, from what I looked, it literally just entered today. So, <laughs> what um, number? Uh, hold on, let me look really quick. Two forty-one. It's at forty-one mm-hmm. right now. 41? I was kidding. I made that up. Oh, because I, I was like forty-one. <laughs> oh, because I was like t- today it started at one forty-seven. I was like, wow, it really jumped up if it's at forty-one right no, now. No, I was kidding. I was kidding. I was pulling oh, okay. stuff out my butt. Oh, okay, so yeah, so no one has those picks, right? No. Okay, perfect. So let's begin. Who would like to go first and say what movie they I'll go they... first. Okay, Jimmy. I won't I won't steal Kelly's. Okay. So tell us what, <laughs> what movie you wanted on the list. Let's wait, I... hold on. Let's be clear about the stealing thing. Is that me and Jimmy have the same movie, but we need diversity. And I called it first. <laughs> and but 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 it, I, I found the trailer. Like I, I was as soon as that trailer came out, I was like, This is for me. I also oh. didn't have any backups. Also, oh. just for more preference, I feel like I don't know if like I know we've talked about it, I don't know if it was on the podcast or off once we stopped recording. It was like, OK, guys, like this is what we're going to do. And Jimmy was like, oh, I know. But me and Kelly are going to the same one. And he was not wanting to tell Kelly. I said, no, you have to tell Kelly so she could pick one <laughs> if it's a different one or vice versa. You could pick a different one. And Jimmy was like, no, I'm just going to I'm not going to say anything. And I was like, Jimmy, this is when awkwardness <laughs> happens on the podcast. So I don't remember. So Kelly took yours. So you have a new one. I have a new one. Well, oh. Okay, well, Jimmy has on... more movies that he thinks are worthy of the IMD Top 250 than I do compared to I, like okay. what is coming, coming so out. So I, I had an issue because my letterbox thinks this movie came out in 2022, which it, it, it might have premiered at a festival. So, Oh, I remember which one yours is. Okay, yeah. okay. So, so, uh, so share. Mine is Talk to Me by the brothers. I want to say like the Filipu brothers. Is that right? I have no idea. Um, I'm gonna find out how to. You didn't have to say the director. I wanted to. I wanted to. It's the yeah, Philippu, the Philippu brothers. So let's see now. Let me look and see where that is on IMDb because, like, let's see if it's even close to even joining the list. It is at a number. It's at seven point one, and usually, like, a movie has to be around like eight or higher to enter the list. So it was, I think, considered one of the best horror films of 2023. It, I think it's the highest rated IMDb horror film of 2023. Yes. And Rotten Tomatoes, I think. Unless there's some random like horror film on Shudder, which I think like when Evil Works or something is now, on there too. 
I love Talk to Me. I think it's a great pick. But I also am like, what other great mo- horror movies are there this year? I feel like there wasn't much competition. Well, if if you excuse me, this was a a a, a, a great year for horror. Except one that I can think would be on the list, like of like no, the great horror movie no. of the year. Like I'm gonna hold on. Rotten Tomatoes gave like their their top horror movies, like the the critically rated mm-hmm. yeah, for this year. For 2023, yeah, because every year they do that. Oh, what I feel like I feel like we saw a lot of horror movies, but I don't really remember any of them. I Exorcist is coming out to me, and I'm like, that's not one that Absolutely I would ever not. want. That could Absolutely be on the Absolutely fucking not. That could be on the bottom 100. Like I'll put that there. <laughs> Hell no. And let let me preface it for everyone, and let them know that all three of us have watched Talk to Me, so. All the movies that we've all chosen, we've all seen. So it's not like a random one where like we can't put our input into it. Yeah. So Okay. I, I would like to apologize. I don't know if I consider this pure horror, but uh Talk to Me was not the number one rated horror film on Tomatoes. What was it? Megan. Uh, I like Megan was, way more. <laughs> Talk to me was number two. Then when Evil Lurks, which was a shutter film, uh The Bone Woman. Birth Rebirth, which was with someone I know. Infinity Pool, Evil Dead Rise, The Blackening, Scream Six, and Jethica. Jethica? Jethica? Jethica. Jethica. Oh, it is Jethica. Interesting. Very interesting. But horror had a great year this year, I feel. I mean I think last year horror had a really good year. Cause that was Barbarian, Smile, um, what else came out? Uh, Scream 5. I feel like last year was a really big horror year because Smile I mean, and Barbarian money, really stood out. Money-wise, like, I mean, last year we also had Thanksgiving. The Boogeyman. Uh, I mean, I didn't care for this one, but No One Will Save You. Saw, Saw 10. Yeah, the I didn't Nun care for that Evil Dead Rise, did you list that? Yeah, that yeah was he did. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, Saw uh, Ten was this year. Yeah, like there's like a lot of, I don't. But was afraid is not considered a horror film, so get that off there. I will never watch that. Oh, I forgot Kelly never yeah. saw that. I was like, Kelly, you're not making a reaction. I will never watch that after what you guys told me, and I'm really happy I didn't go with you guys that night. But I do want to say, so I found that it was IMDb I was talking about, and there was a, a list of like the top ones of 2023 with their IMDb ratings. Talk to me is number one. Then it's Saw X, Totally Killer. Evil Dead Rises, uh, Evil Dead Rise, Scream Six, Megan, Renfield, No One Will Save You, Knock at the Cat, Knock at the Cabin, The Pope's Exorcist. So that was IMDb's top rated. Knock at the Cabin was this year. Yeah, it was February. February, February twenty twenty three. I forgot about that. Okay, so uh, back to talk to me. Okay, so explain explain why you think this should be um, on the top two fifty. Because it was, I feel like. I don't know. It was. I felt like it was something like we hadn't seen in a horror film, even though I feel like we have. Um, but it was graphic. It was funny. It was spooky. Uh, I want that hand sitting right next to me on the desk right now. No. Um, I thought that. I mean, it's a twenty-four, so of course. I but it wasn't those... like it wasn't super. Like A twenty four, like I love A twenty four, but it can go kind of extreme sometimes. I feel like this one was kind of like scary, but also well crafted that a lot of horror movies just don't do often. 
And I feel like that's well, why yeah, it was be, good. Be, because I feel like, I mean, I think a lot of people say the scariest part is after, like, the montage of them yeah. being possessed. So, I mean, it's kind of like, got you like, oh, look, they're having so much fun. And then two seconds later, the kid's trying to rip his eyeball out. So. And that's, like, an amazing montage, too, I feel like. It's, like, such a fun yes, montage it, for a movie. And everyone was using that music on TikTok. And I'm like, do they not know what this is from? I really don't think they knew what it was Probably from. not. I mean, I'm one of the few detractors of Talk To Me. I didn't think it was terrible or, like, bad by, like, really any means. I just personally didn't care for it. I'm someone who's, like, very easily scared. And for some reason, I mean, besides the part where he's trying to rip his eyeball out, like, that wasn't fear. That was more just, like, disgust when I was covering my eyes. But for some reason, Talk To Me didn't engage me the same way it engaged you guys, like. I didn't find it really that creepy or that original. So I had trouble connecting with it. And I honestly did fall asleep during it. But <laughs> now, and that's weird coming from me as I'm really scared of like everything. Did you fall asleep during the scene where he's banging against the shower wall? No, I saw that. That scene literally like stayed in my mind. Like I, I actually couldn't sleep after watching this movie. That it, didn't it, freak me out. It was I, like, had no problem. I had no problem falling asleep after well, this movie. That's every movie for you. That's true. I yeah, mean, this isn't no... This <laughs> that doesn't really count. Oh, no, okay, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but you all bashed The Exorcist Believer before, but I don't think Kelly slept about for two oh, weeks no, after no, seeing no, that no. movie. I was very scared during that. But that's a, <laughs> And when I say The Exorcist Believer, I meant like... Okay, so I always say The Exorcist, the first half when they're getting possessed... That is really scary for me when they're like transforming. But the ending third act wasn't scary for me because they were already possessed. So like nothing weird could have really happened at that point. But like generally it's like it wasn't a good movie, but I was scared. But again, I'm scared of a lot of things. Like if I have to imagine that girl going the body in the blood again, I'm going to freak out. <laughs> See, that's why I was shocked because I thought you mean I thought you said you were creeped out by this movie. I what, was. Talk to me had the same reaction as hereditary did which is which is i'm not scared but it's stuck in my mind for however long i thought about it for i mean hereditary the scene with the girl getting her head chopped off and then tony collette you know also ripping her head off with a piano wire was i think at the same level as the kid trying to rip his eyeball out and bashing his head against the tile and and even like the opening scene of that movie is you have mm-hmm. no idea what's going on but but um so would you say it's more unsettling than scary like uns- there- that's the word unsettling i could not think of the word unsettling no i mean, um, I, I can see that but what's weird is that that wasn't unsettling to me that's why like i had trouble with it like i didn't like that stuff didn't stick in my head. Like the exorcist believer shit, that stuck in my head, even though I didn't care for the movie. Well, like I was scared of it, but like, you know what I'm trying to say? Like it was everything that happened to talk to me. I feel like I've seen worse, like See, in movies, and that's why it it's not like I didn't understand where you guys were like, oh my god, I can't, I can't sleep, and I'm like, what? I'm like, I slept during it. <laughs> so also for me, it's like with the exorcist believer, like a lot of the times, like. Yeah, I could be scared. I could be like creeped out in the moment, but like overall, it's like, oh, it's so over the top where you kind of like, you're like, oh, this is a movie. For me, Talk to Me was very like real in a way. I don't know. I just felt like I was like, oh, that could like just like easily happen. Same with like the first original Exorcist, how like real and like they didn't go like crazy spectacle with the horror where it made it almost creepier or more unsettling in a way. 
for me at least. I I mean, I think The Exorcist was horror spectacle, the first one. It's very horror spectacle. It, it's shocking. The first Compared one the in, 19, in, 1970, in 1973, yes, I think it, it was considered shocking. It was considered terrifying. But I'm saying you even have like the parts where like the like the surgery and all like the unsettledness in the original that I feel like the new one didn't have, where it's like it just it was all craziness. Well, the first one I feel like built slowly, built up and up and up and up to something big, which sort of talked to me did too. I feel like I think what the Exorcist believer is that the problem is is that the Exorcist went so far from the 1970s. There's not much else to do shock value wise. I think the only, like, besides, there's two scenes in The Exorcist Believer that I, after I saw it, I kept thinking about and kept freaking me out. And that's the part where she says the body and the blood. That part, I don't know what it is. I just can't imagine. And that little girl looks so fucking creepy. And when she dies at the end and is pulled down into hell. So I kept thinking about those scenes. So that those scenes got me all unsettled. And I think, you know, actually, like, killing the child at the end was probably the only thing that the only extra step they could have taken in this movie when it comes to exorcist believer talk to me. However, I feel like we've seen this trope before. And like, for example, like even though it's not even like the same movie, the boogeyman where we have a child grieving the loss of a parent and that loss and that grief has taken them down a path where they're playing with forces and other shit that like they shouldn't be touching. And so I think that's why I don't find it as unsettling or like super shocking or original because I feel like we that's like a repeated trope in certain horror movies, especially ones that aren't like going straight for like like barbarian or something like that, like absolute shock value. It's always about like the like grief. No, yeah, I I, I get I can like I understand like your point of it. It's just I don't know. To me, it's like maybe. To me, I just thought the way it was put together, and maybe because like you've seen so many possession movies, this one just felt different to me. And I'm not sure why, but it made me like excited for the next one, the prequel, and the next one they're making. Like I feel like there's not a lot of like good original horror ideas. A lot of the times, a lot of times, sometimes it just feels like they're reusing something, but in the same way instead of trying to like spin off and make it original. I guess what I want to ask is, what is it about this that is so original? It's a grieving child about a parent who starts playing with shit they're not supposed to, to talk to said parent. Because I, I feel like it, that's not original. I feel like I've I seen think, that a lot. I think maybe it's more the fact that you are kind of in their POV when they get possessed because you really never see that like what they see like you know when when they when they when they grab the hand and say talk to me and you see like the the, the, the soul of the dead person in front of you. And then it's like the let me in. Like they're in control of this. They're they're allowing this to happen. And like there are rules. And you know, of course, they're like, okay, after a minute and a half, we gotta let go. But she sees her mom at one point, or who she thinks is her mom, and she's like, no, I gotta let go. Which is what possessed every. Which is what's really started the 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 ball rolling at, in the see- middle. But I feel like I've seen movies like that. I'm not discounting Jimmy's pick at all because I'm just saying that I, it was a good movie. It's just I had trouble connecting because I feel like I've seen that, though, where it's like, oh, like I thought I was talking to my mom. So that's why I kept going like with Ouija boards or anything like that. 
So that's why I was like, I'm not sure like what was, I guess that was just my problem is that I was like, I don't see the originality of this. It was a very well-made movie. Don't get me wrong. But I guess my part was the originality of it. Now, let me ask you guys this. Um, a lot of people like were really liking the main actress. Like, what did you think <laughs> about her? No, I hate no? her. I think See, that I was loved a big her. Too. I thought I found she was her, so good. I found her extremely obnoxious. Oh, really? Interesting. Well, that's because I have my problem is I don't I have a narrowed POV on this movie. She is the annoying child that is doing dumb fucking shit that she knows she shouldn't be doing. And yet she's still doing it. And she brought it upon herself. I cannot stand characters like that. So I had trouble and I thought she was super obnoxious. But I feel Especially like at first she... she isn't like that though at first. She evolved I feel like she's like that. that the whole time. No, I feel like she was like that the whole time. Because I feel like, like they, I... they kind of pushed her to do it because like she was kind of just sitting there like, okay, I'm cool spectating. But then she she got pushed to grab the hand and stuff like that. But then she kept, but, I, but then she kept but doing I it. Also, and then she was also like, oh yeah, he can fucking do it. Like, but I also think saw how fucked up that was. I also think the there was a, a, an underlying story of addiction in this film. So the, you know, once she tried it, she couldn't, it was almost like she couldn't get that high again. So she kept going for it and going for it. And she was like, yeah, let him do it. He'll, he's fine. He's old enough and, and stuff like that. And you had the one sister who was like, I don't want to do this. Like, don't do it. But yeah, so that's why I didn't like her because I was like, I've seen this trope before. Like, I don't find it. Like, for example, like in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which is a television show, the almost entirety of season six is about the character of Willow being coming addicted to magic and doing darker and darker and darker magic because she needs to get that high. And I'm just like, that's why I'm like, when it comes to like originality or likability of the character, I just found her very... I just don't like when characters just do stupid things where it's just like, this is cle- like you just saw a fucking demon and you're like, no, I'm going to keep going. Like, Cause I saw more the brother as that role in the movie than her. Well, he was a little kid and we all know little kids do dumb shit. But when she was like, Oh yeah, just let him do it. It's like, you literally just saw a demon and you just saw other people get possessed and you're going to let this little kid, because you're just like, yeah, let's do it. Cause you want to be the cool older friend. Like, but I do, on. yeah, I do see Jimmy's. I think it's a lot to do. With, I think an underlining of addiction because it's almost like you go into a party and like everyone's like smoking and like you just kind of yeah, like yeah, yeah. pass it around. I, and then I, because I, I think that also like to me it was like what the little bit of the elevated horror that like I appreciated in that in the movie. You know what the thing is is that I get that and I agree with it. I don't disagree, but it was like, but that's when the movie gets predictable for me. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, okay, I see where this is going. She's going to keep doing this to see her mom. Shit's going to go wrong. And then she's going to cry. People are going to blame her. And she's going to be like, I have to be the one to fix it. You know, that's why I like Barbarian and Smile. I had no idea what the fuck was going on in those movies. Or even Infinity Pool. I was like, what is happening? So you're saying that's like a better movie, a better horror movie? I think I enjoyed all of those movies a little more because I didn't know what was going on. I don't enjoy horror movies that much that it depends if it's like fun or whatever, but I like more serious ones that take, take themselves a little more serious. I don't enjoy them when I know exactly what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. See, I was going to say, we should all say if we should be on the list, but I feel like we already know our answers. Kelly, you would say no, I'm assuming. I would say no, but that's not saying it's not a good movie. People no, yeah. should go see it. 
But and then I'm assuming me, me, Jimmy picked this, so obviously it should be. And I, I agree with Jimmy. I think it should be. Um, Kelly, let's go with your movie. The movie you stole from Jimmy. The movie didn't you stole steal from this me. from Jimmy. Okay, I did not steal this from Jimmy. Because I had a whole conversation with Matt before we rewatched this movie about why this deserved to be on the IMDb Top 250. So the movie that I'm choosing is Bottoms. Because Bottoms is probably one of the funniest and original movies that I have seen in a very, very long time. I feel like comedy movies have like fallen by the wayside so much. And I feel like Bottoms was just like the epitome of like pure comedy genius too. And Ayo Edubiri and Rachel Sennett like just fucking killed it in this movie. And this movie was weird. Like I'm, we're not saying that like, this is not a typical high school movie. This movie was fucking weird, but it was amazing. Acting, script, screenplay, everything. And they were working on like a $5 budget pretty much. I'm kind of surprised. That, so like um, I'm comparing it because like Saltburn came out. Not a lot of people saw it in theaters, but then it kind of came onto Amazon and it blew up online because people like were just seeing how crazy it was. And I, I Bottoms isn't on, on streaming yet, is it? I mean, you can rent it, but not. No, but you, but you can't stream it, right? Like I don't for free? think so. I feel yeah. like that's when it, things really blow up. So like I'm like I'm wondering when Bottoms does go to a streaming service. Like if it's then gonna get like reclipped, like 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 this like you know they have you have the bathtub scene from Saltburn, the grave scene, all that stuff, and the end scene. I feel like this one you have, which I have seen online, the scene where Edo Adir uh Ao Adirby is that her name? We always say it wrong. Okay. We're just going to say when, AO. <laughs> AO. When AO literally just gives like this monologue of like, well, if I get married, then you have to be the priest. And it was just like, then I'm married for nothing. Like something like that. Like that I've seen online, but I feel like the she's other like, things. No, she's like, she's like, I'm going to be a beard to a priest. <laughs> and I feel I'm, like. I'm, I'm a pastor and you have to come visit me on Sundays and we're going to have lunch. I feel like there's other scenes like the end, like the fight scene on this on the on the um, oh, where, they, where they literally where they literally kill an entire yeah. high school football team. And like yes. the other, and other, there's definitely other things I just can't think of right now. But I feel like if I, because I saw people like on on TikTok that like like people that do a lot of like like not movie people, and they were uh-huh. like, yeah, we watched this movie, it was so much fun. But then they say like Saltburn is crazy. I'm just like, they're both they're both interesting movies, but I'm just curious. Like I mean, because it's but a comedy, both, and it's they're both it's, two different movies. No, no, no. I I know, but it's I but they're both very to the mainstream audience, very like weird movies. I feel like. Yeah, like especially like that one scene in the classroom. So there's one scene oh, yeah. uh, in the classroom where this one guy is just like in a cage in the back of the classroom and no one is saying is like acknowledging but, but it. But you find <laughs> out why later. It, it all comes full circle. Well, that's what's so good about the script is like when I was watching and I was like some of the weirdness where it got a little over the top. I'm like, wait, is this just to like shock you or be weird and random or is it part of the story so it like was like taking it out like i got taken out a second but then it comes full circle at the end where you're like oh like these little things like they thought about and like it makes sense at the end of the movie yeah that's what i loved about the movie so yeah i really think that bottoms really deserves me on the imd top 250 because i don't even think i can name something within the last five years that remotely matched how funny this was like all the way through and was like an original type of concept where it's like you literally have these two people who just like there's nothing you can even compare this to in my in my opinion like yes it's a high school trope movie but it's also just like there's nothing this fucking weird except maybe heathers 
possibly. Yeah, I think if anything, maybe it would be it would be Heather's. It's like if Heather, the weirdness from Heather's and like Fight Club and Mean Girls, like kind of all combined into one movie. Like you have yeah. bottoms. It's just like that's. I think like... I think they were advertising it as as Heather's meets Fight Club. And it and I feel like it did it great because again, like I'm talking about like I can't like comedy has taken such a hit in the last ten years. Like com the genre of comedy has taken a really big hit, and it's like. You have movies that are funny, that like have their moments, but the thing is, is that a lot of the times now trailers ruin comedy movies because they put the funniest things in the trailers, so you miss a lot of it. But this movie, like, there was so much in it, like I, I could not stop laughing, and I thought the acting was great. Like Ao is like she's what twenty six years old, something like or that. Something? Yeah, something like that. She plays a fucking teenager perfectly. <laughs> and Rachel Sennett, like the way they spoke, everything they did, ridiculous, but also just perfect on spot. Hilarious. I loved everything about Bottoms. So we did this for Talk to Me. So I wanted to say what the IMD rating actually was for Bottoms. It's actually only a 6.8, which I thought it would have been higher. That's people horrible. Don't under, uh, the, people don't but understand. But it's a weird that. movie. So it, the, 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 the rating might have gone down you know, for this one because of how weird it is. But it's like funny that it's like this is weird, and then like it's like you're saying it's like, but Saltburn isn't, and it's like, let's what? compare. Saltburn might be just as low. Let's see. <laughs> no, Saltburn's at a seven point one. See, like that. It's just like weird. <laughs> oh, what's poor things at? I know we talked about it earlier. Well, it had I to be like... above eight. If it's in the top two fifty, it has to be above eight. But let me double check. Because I feel like poor things, like that comedy and weirdness, is still is like in the same kind of realm as bottoms, where it's just like people are like, this is too weird. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, sorry, but but that has Emma Stone, so people are going to see it. Yeah, yeah, see people it. are going to see it. For and Emma Taylor Stone. Swift also gave it like she was at the premiere. She's like promoted. She like helped promote this movie a little also, bit. So I think that's why too. Wait, I feel poor like, things. Yeah. Oh. I feel like Ao Derby. Um, kind of. I feel like the bear. It's still like she's just getting recognition now, like award recognition for the bear. So I feel like okay, people are gonna go back and look at bottoms this year, and she was in some other things. She's gonna be in Thunderbolts. Like she's gonna. Explode. She's just on her people rise are, now. She's just on her rise, and this was like one of her first right theater camp. She was hilarious in. Oh yeah, she was so good in theater camp when she was like stunt fighting stunts the definition of a stunt <laughs> what's the definition of a stunt and it's just like because she didn't know what the fuck she was doing she's <laughs> she's so good at like the everyday type of girl comedy no but she has that comedy where it's literally like her delivery and like she just kind of like rambles and like that can get old for a lot of people but somehow she did this for the whole movie of bottoms and yet each time was funny which i think does i give a lot of credit to her that she kind of like she did the same thing but yet like she changed a little bit as she went and made it like crazy. Like she did like a, her rant with the priest and the beard and all that. That was like so over the top and like crazy. But then like she would just do like, yeah, okay, yeah, and you know maybe I'll, I'll talk about jail. Like it's cool. Like if she kept going and but it was more <laughs> subtle. Yeah, but it was more subtle. And I was like, she changed it up, but yet did the same thing. And I give her a lot of credit because like she was she she was my favorite part of the movie. But like I just love her comedy. I think she was a stand up as well. I think she yeah. does stand up. I I've watched her stand up. I'm 
I th- her stand up is funny, but not as good. She's kind of like an Aziz and sorry, where it's like on film, mm-hmm. like funniest thing ever. Stand up is a little different. She's a better so, character than a stand up comedian. Yeah, she's a better character than a stand up comedian for me. Mm-hmm. And I love almost like every, I love like almost everything she's in, but her stand up wasn't like 100% my cup of tea. But you're right. Like she's good at rambling. So, like, and I think it's because, for example, you know who's another comedian comedian like comedian actor who rambles jonah hill mm-hmm. sometimes he hits and then sometimes it's like shut up mm-hmm. but i think it's because like she speaks like a normal person and jonah hill is just like every other word is like fuck 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 like you know it's just kind of like okay like i get it like relax but she's just like saying the most awkward things you know who's it's similar like- andy samberg is similar that way too he does a big ramble but he's he's good at it I feel like Jonah Hill. Andy Samberg, really? I think I, I feel like he Andy just shouts. I feel like he just shouts at me. I feel like sometimes he rambles and like, or am I thinking of someone else on that show? I thought it was Andy Samberg. I or am I thinking of Jake Johnson? Am I getting confused? Or either Jake Johnson. Jake Johnson, rambles. I can see more. Maybe I'm Jake getting Johnson conf- rambles. Oh, you know, I'm thinking of Andy Samberg just Booker and I like cool, 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 like that. But like, yes, Jake Johnson. I was getting them to the two confused. Uh, he's good at that as well. Yeah, but, like, the way she does it, you know what the thing is? Is because she's saying awkwardly the things that everyone is thinking mm-hmm. <laughs> out loud, but in, like, a nice, like, peppy way. Also, like, Bottoms is, I feel like the Oscars sometimes, like, always give, like, a, a little bit of, like, a out there comedy or, like, crazy comedy for, like, screenplay. And, like, I'm I'm hoping, I, my hopes are very low at this point, but I'm hoping, like, Bottoms is that movie because the writing is really good. Like, it's so crazy, like we said, but yet somehow it works at the end. Like, you're like, it's you're smart like, writing. oh, wow, this is a smart movie, but yet not, like, super smart where people will get turned off by it. Well, yes, I guess, because it's 6.9 IMDb, but, like, not more than, like, usual people. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's, like, a small selection compared to, like, what it could have been. You know, it's smart writing that doesn't need to, like, have, like, stupid jokes mm-hmm. that, like, actually, like, it's not stupid jokes. It's actually, like, smart jokes, funny jokes. It's not, like, dumb, like, bullshit. And, again, like, I'm trying to think of another comedy movie that has, like, has, like, even been, like, remotely as funny. Like, all the way through. Right. Not just, like, well, I meant, like, recently, not, like. I feel like 2011, 2012, we got a lot of gems when it comes to comedy. We had Bridesmaids, we had Neighbors, the Jump Street movies, which I think are still like some of my favorite comedies. Like, I feel like after that, we haven't really had a comedy that has really like risen to that level. And it makes me sad that Bottoms just doesn't have that recognition of like Mean Girls, Bridesmaids or something. Because I feel like it could. It's very quotable. I feel (laughs) like it will. It will. Yeah, maybe it, it, may- it needs that. It needs that cult following. I think it needs that free streaming. I think who, it needs to go on streaming for free. Who, produced, who, who made this movie? What studio? Neon, I think. No, 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 no. Or Orion. Amron. Uh, uh, Orion. Uh, uh, yeah, whatever the hell. Do they go to Amaz- Do they go to Amazon? I don't know. I think, I think MGM. A, I think I think, I think it's con- an MGM studio, so it should go to Amazon eventually. Okay, so let's see once it hits Amazon. Uh, I'm kind of surprised it hasn't already yet. I feel like it's been it's been quite a while. I don't know. It's such a small movie. It's, I feel like it's it's on sale on iTunes for five dollars right now. So probably it's about <sighs> to hit streaming. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. We're gonna look to see if it's streaming anywhere. But so I guess we can all agree this should. I agree with you guys too. I'm assuming we're all on the same page. This should be on the top two fifty because you two have the same sure. answer. 
Okay, so it is streaming on MGM Plus. Well, okay. Because MGM Plus. <laughs> I don't know, but that's where it's streaming. I Let thought MGM went to Amazon. <laughs> if me and Jimmy don't have this streaming service, it's not real. <laughs> yeah, that, that it put that on Amazon like immediately. I feel like they they should have done it for like that should have been their awards campaign for this movie. Like, oh, it's here! Everyone just go watch it. I like Saltburn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I truly think that if they had put bottoms on Prime, like back, like this came back in August, so it's it's a while. If this really had been released, I think it actually might have had a chance at like screenplay or something. Because what was the box office for this? Okay, it made it made twelve million domestic, and I don't know what its box. I mean, I don't know what its budget was, but I but can it find did, that out. I was gonna say it didn't do like I feel like I've seen movies. Okay, the budget was eleven million. Like technically, it, it made a it made without advertising, it made a profit. So like that's big for an indie movie like that to do. So people obviously went out and saw it to a degree. I mean, it was more than her last film, Emma Segerland. Emma Segerland. Emma Segerland. Sieberman. What was her last film? Shiva Baby. Shiva Baby also got a lot of recognition too, like oh, critics yeah. wise. I well, it did technically. Bottoms did get, I think, some Independence uh, Film Award nominations. I think so. it got like a screenplay or something, or yeah. or first, no, not first feature because it's not first feature. Yeah, it got something. But okay, moving on. Mine, mine's an obvious choice. I feel like a lot of people say would say this, but mine is Barbie. I I am shocked that Barbie's not on this list. Barbie, I thought the Barbenheimer craze, like once Oppenheimer went on, Barbie was gonna go on. It would have just like they would have lived in harmonious life on the IMDb top 250 list. I think Barbie's I, issue was the the males who were not fans of it. <laughs> that's what, yeah, that's what I was going to say, because it's close. I think, hold on, let me... You I know what, the, though? It might not be in the, the top 250, but it is the number one grossing movie of 2023, so they have that going for it. Oh, 100%. That's why I'm like, it, you know what? what I the, feel like, you know what? That's what the studios care more about. Not, oh, it didn't make it onto the top 250. This is a fail. Like, this is a fail. No, but well, I'm it just went saying... at the Golden Globe cinematic achieve box office cinematic yeah. achievement. Yeah. And song. <laughs> it's got a song. So it, it's at 6.9 on IMDb, uh, which is sort of low, I feel like, for Barbie. But I do think you're right, Kelly. I do think it's the big anti-man i feel like thing that they were pushing out that this movie was and i'm like it really isn't but okay um everything is so like the the craft behind this movie like the production design the hair and makeup everything was so good because it was like it literally like it was in, it was a real set it felt like i mean not, not felt like it was a real set like especially the um traveling from barbie land to the real world like that is like beautiful filmmaking right there but I'm also biased because it's Greta Gerwig and I love her so much. But I don't think you're biased. Like anyone who remotely enjoys film or cinema has to acknowledge how good Barbie is. Like just even like if you don't like the story, script, whatever, you have to acknowledge the production value on this movie is like what we've been missing from cinema for like years at this point. And it's not even like the production value. Like I feel like the direction was great. The writing was like this movie could have been I remember there it was in like different phases. It was like, oh, Amy Schumer was attached, Anne Hathaway was attached, and they always, everyone, or at least Anne Hathaway said, like, I'm glad my version didn't get made because the better one got made. Like, I don't think any other version that wasn't with like Greta Gerwig and Noah Baumbach writing this movie would have been as 
genius i feel like as the script was it just wasn't like a different level that i feel like normal blockbusters just can't hit which i think why it was like such a great i'm so happy it's like the number one movie in of 2023 because it's yeah so good no i totally agree with you because with when you're making a barbie movie i feel like there is a fine line between the way you can make it so i feel like with amy schumer's version and anne hathaway's version we're talking about the movie. So all these like ridiculous male naysayers against this movie. The movie that they like, they're saying that, but I feel like the movie that Anne Hathaway and Amy Schumer are going to make, we're going to, was going to be what they are saying that this is where it's like, Oh, feminism, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yes, yes, obviously I'm a girl, like feminism, whatever. But it's also like, it did it in a way that it wasn't like, some people think it's in your face. I'm like, I don't believe this is in your face at all. I feel like it's not it's because we're talking about she goes to the real world and the little girls that they think are actually like for them is like completely against them. Like it was it was like little girls hated Barbie. So we're not talking about like a general feminist movie where it's just like, oh, yeah, women power, blah, blah, blah. blah. It's like, no, it's like it took into account that it like wasn't all like it just wasn't what people thought it was. And I feel like the other movies were going to be the way that you know, the stupid people who are making, like, I'm not saying, not stupid, but the people who are criticizing it, I was like, those movies were probably exactly what you thought it was. And also, if you kind of dissect the movie, like, they kind of, it's not just about, like, it's, Ken and Barbie are very, like, their their stories kind of intertwine, and, like, he was, he kind of, like, says his opinion, like, he voices his concerns, and Barbie's like, no, like, it's not just me, like, we both have to be fulfilled. And I'm like, I feel like if you actually like kind of like just took away that narrative, like it's 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 really about like just humans in general. Yeah, so that's why it's like it's such a different movie than like the way people were like making it out to be, and like you know the criticism towards it. Like I personally don't get it, but I could be biased. Mm-hmm. But I'm just like it, that's like not even what the movie was about at all. No. It's just uh, it literally everything. Production design, hair, makeup, how they got snubbed at the short on the shortlist of the Oscars. Whole different story. Costume, like everything was firing on all cylinders. And like I remember when they kept announcing people, they're like, "Oh yeah, this person's doing Barbie." I remember like I think talking to you guys. I'm like, they're getting like Oscar winners for every single department. This movie, like, because I think people at first were like, "Barbie's not gonna do well. It's not gonna make a lot of money. It's not gonna get a lot of Oscars, even though it's Greta Gerwig." And like literally, it's like. Usually, I think when since the nominations have been coming out, it's like Oppenheimer and then Barbie and then everything else, and it's just and it's number one, the number one movie of the year. I'm like, I love when a movie can do both, and we don't appreciate enough movies that can do both. I no, think we, we don't. That. I mean, it's also just the fact that again, like this movie's budget was like 150 million or so, I think production budget, and then it's like, look what we can accomplish. And then, like, no offense, I love superhero movies, and I we've been saying it a lot, but like, we're, we're looking at like Marvel and all of them, and Disney just in general spending three hundred fifty or more on these movies. That it's like, you had that kind of budget, and Barbie could do this with like half of that. Like, there's something wrong. I mean, look at Godzilla minus one. It's similar. I mean, a movie that just I mean, entered the list. I think that had a I think they said 15 million the director was like oh I wish so it had a less than a 15 million budget and yet it did what that movie did which a lot of movies in the Amer- in America can't even do yeah but, I mean I was reading so sad 
I'll I was reading again. today that uh, like they're I guess they're getting ready to start Fast and Furious Eleven, and they're like, we're gonna go back to basics. We're not gonna go over two hundred million dollar budget. And everyone's like, what is basics for you then? See, two hundred million dollars is 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 your like we're going back to like you know nothing. That made me laugh because it was like, yeah, we're going back to like the original film. Like the original film, I think was made for like forty million dollars. Um, and then you're like, but it's gonna be no more than two hundred million. Two hundred million is still such a large budget. That's more that's, than Barbie. Still, that's Barbie I, I and think, Oppenheimer combined. I know. I'm like Oppenheimer was made for only a hundred million dollars. They're just, not gonna stick to that two hundred million. That's what's crazy. I feel like, yes, that was a conversation a lot this year. It was like Barbie and Oppenheimer, like Barbenheimer and all that. But like, I feel like. It, the real com- I mean like one of the real conversations should have been like look w- I mean and there was for certain people but I feel like the studio should really listen look what sh- could be done for like under 200 million like really if you look if you look at best visual effects what they're thinking is going to be best visual effects it's the creator which yes not everyone loved it but it was under it was like 80 million dollars Godzilla minus one 15 million or even less we're not really 100% sure um barbie is shortlisted for that 100 million dollars yes guardians is on there but i don't think guardians had like a huge budget i think guardians i had like a it was between 100 and 200 which is like okay sure like that's not terrible but they're not going 300 million dollars for fucking fast and furious 10 crazy like it's just it's really sad it really is how sad it's like what are you what is all that money going towards like, and they'll be like, oh, CGI. And I'm like, okay, well, your CGI looks like shit. So what exactly are you spending the money for? Because you could have gotten some real ass, like, special effects, real ass, like, just real shit for less than that. We built an entire Barbie dream house village for less than that. I would like to see the Barbie's budget breakdown because they had a lot of, you know, pretty decent, like, decently big people to pay. And they had the, like, the sets and all that stuff. And like they have big people doing songs for it. I would love to see that because, like, then you see like Wes, uh, not Wes Anderson, Paul Thomas Anderson is doing like his most expensive film, like a hundred million dollars. But Leonardo DiCaprio's in it, and they're always like, they're like, oh, he's probably getting thirty to forty of that, thirty to forty what million. The, of that. What was the production for Killers of the Flower Moon? Two hundred million. Yeah. See, see, like, okay, but like two hundred million. More, I think that's more for the people. No, but what I'm saying is, like, with two hundred million, he's still able to make like. That's a big budget, but it's also just like Aquaman was made for more than that. Um, Quantumania was made for more than that. And like, look at those, like, look at those movies compared to like fucking Killers of the Flower Moon. We're talking about that's a movie where every cent of that budget was spent on something worth it. No, 100%. Because I I would love to see the breakdowns of these budgets, truly. Because I want to, like, I would just like to know where this money's going that, like, you're saying that, like, you can't afford certain things, but yet, like, you're you're probably paying so much for like stupid shit. So I'm just, I feel like that should be more of a thing that they put out, but I don't know if that's like a legal thing they can't do. But yeah. Like how much, is, how much is the cost for the fucking huge blue screen that is in every single like superhero movie? Like yeah. how much are you spending on that? And like, you're also spending all, yeah, we get visual effects, but like we keep saying they look like shit. Yeah. They look like shit. You spent over a hundred million dollars on something that looks like shit. And people's entire budget is cost that and everything looks better. No, yeah, and I think also a lot of people, like, what people's payday is, yes, like, you know your worth, but, like, sometimes, sometimes money is just too much. That's, like, a lot Yeah, of money. yeah. I think Bar- Barbie is probably the epitome of it. We're talking Will Ferrell. He definitely doesn't have a small, like, fee. Um, Margot Robbie is 
is one of those people that I'm pretty sure is willing to cut I, how much she gets. And she I think Margot movie, Robbie so. got the ba- a back end deal because she was a producer. I feel like normalizing like a hundred million dollars should become more of a thing. I feel like it ballooned. I think I feel like it ballooned with like the start of like CGI and green screen, but I feel like we can like not have a equal like equal side of both practical and CGI. I think that can come back now and be popular. Even eighty million, like the creator. Yeah. That director knows how to direct on a small budget. And he said, I knew exactly what I needed. So I didn't have them do all these special effects on scenes that were not going to be used. Exactly. That's probably it. So, they're doing on so much of a movie that's getting cut in the end. Yeah. So he was like, I only filmed what needed to be filmed. No. Yeah. And on a final note, I do like that Barbie's sticking to its guns and not like being like, oh, we made over a billion dollars. Let's get a sequel. And like uh, here, we'll see the day after the Oscars. We'll see if that happens. <laughs> well, yes, but you've been you. They've been asked. They asked like Greta Gerwig. They asked Mark Robin. They're like, you can't do a Barbie two. Like you just, it's not that it ruined the whole movie. But so I like that they're trying to stick to their guns. Yes. Well, Warner Brothers is a crazy studio. Could they make like a mermaid Barbie spinoff? Yeah, sure. But like, I like how the people who made this are probably not coming back for a second one. And not like getting like probably money thrown at them to like I mean, hold their it, guns and, and like stand behind this movie that they made. It's just the justification of like what kind of story could you possibly do? She's human now. Exactly. Yeah, there are other Barbies in the world, but it's like you can't just be like, oh, she wants to be human too. Then it's just like, well, now we're looking at a Star Wars situation where it's just a rehash of the first movie. <laughs> the second one starts at her at the gynecologist. I know. It's like, <laughs> oh, we find out that she has. She's had know. a baby. <laughs> she's had a baby she i don't know she got her period for, like what are we what are we trying to look for yeah like yeah you can make a ken thing but still it defeats the purpose like the movie was a start and finish and it was never a oh but let's leave some breadcrumbs like no it wasn't I feel like you could make a ken short like a yeah. short about ken but like a whole movie about him doing what the same thing that barbie did like that's what i'm saying it's the same movie Exactly. And yeah, I think anything would ruin like the legacy of this movie, which is already like great for what it could have, like the disaster it could have been, but it ended up being amazing. Yeah, it doesn't need a sequel, but we all know that Warner Brothers will try to do anything to pull more money in. Warner Brothers are some crazy people. <laughs> I mean, even Disney, Disney's also getting to that point now. That's true. Like, just these like extra unnecessary sequels. So I think we can all collectively say that. We think Barbie deserves to be on the top 250 list. So our our list is Barbie, Talk to Me, and Bottoms for what should have been on the top 250. Maybe they'll come in in January. We'll see. Poor Things just jumped in in January. It took two mu- it took a month to get in. Maybe maybe Bottoms will just randomly be like, oh, yeah, everyone needs to watch it. And then they watch it, and it's like, yeah, top 20, top 250. That needs to go on streaming. Bottoms needs to go on streaming immediately. It needs to get that momentum. Maybe, um, maybe this podcast would just project all those movies into the top two. I, I think that it will, and we'll <laughs> get it, it on the top two fifty, and we'll just become famous in the process. Ah, uh, double, Yay. it's a, it's a double whammy. Uh, okay, so guys, thank you for listening. Um, let's see what twenty twenty four brings in the top two fifty list, and uh, we'll see you later. Bye. 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 Thanks so much for listening. You can hear us anywhere you listen to podcasts, and we want to hear what you think. So leave us a review. Give us some likes on social media at Pop Poor Review. Click around www.poppoorreview.com. Become a member of our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash Pop Poor Review for exclusive content and drink recipes. 
And one last thing before you go, make sure to check out the Titan Media Collective and Titan Cast Network. Enjoy the rest of your movie Monday. That was a Titan Cast episode.